So Nate's like that one guy at the family reunion when you're growing up that your mom just kind of doesn't want you to be around by yourself. It's like he drinks a 12-pack before he arrives, so nobody thinks he's an alcoholic, so he just has to drink like three or four beers while he's there just to like keep his level. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> Which is kind of how his car is built. Um, oh but, you know, but that's okay. He's been doing a lot of work on it lately, um, which, you know, let's be honest, it needed it. Um, the coolest, One of the coolest things, um, you know, he started out, it's known uh, known as the shark car, painted it gray, put the scary uh, teeth stickers on it and everything. <laughs> Unfortunately, now it looks like a baby rhinoceros that doesn't have its horn yet. Because he just he had to do that hood. I tried to tell him not to. But, you know, the really cool thing is um, he actually put a 22-gallon fuel cell in it, which if he had a PSI of oil pressure for every gallon of fuel that he could carry, he'd have like at least 10 or 12 more PSI than he's ever had before, which is great. So, you know, he's really making making leaps and bounds. But, man, Dawson, oh, my God. You know, I noticed he mentioned the other day in uh, one of the episodes how many times he's wrecked. I think it was like what Ed nine ten, which actually you know it makes uh, it yes. makes total sense now. His Instagram name is Kool Aid Man. I always thought it was his last name, but it's just because he's gonna bust through the side of your car. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, I love Dawson. Um, he's the only person though that I've ever met that will openly on a podcast hate on the sound of your limiter. While at the same time liking it so much that he buys that exact motor to put in his car and doesn't change the exhaust setup whatsoever. Like, not even a little bit. I don't even like, have an exhaust. Yeah, exactly. Didn't change it at all. And then he'll tell you that your C5 drift car Corvette um, is not cool. It doesn't look good because it's got flip-up headlights and it doesn't have enough Japanese styling. But he's saying that while he's hopping out of his 350Z without a front bumper and Lamborghini door. You got it way more than that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. There's going to be a kit soon. God damn it. That was great. That was killer. Well yeah. done. I'm you surprised you memorized yeah. that. Today. You wrote that today? Yeah. It took uh, me, like, honestly, no time. I just, he told me I should write it down. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. Because, like, I told Jacqueline, my wife, for anybody that's watching, um, I told Jacqueline that you guys wanted me to roast you, and she was like, ah, that'll be easy. And I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but she doesn't really know Dawson that well, so she was more talking about Nate. But um, I am easy to yeah, roast. Yeah, he so texted me. He was like, how long do you need it to be? <laughs> and I was like, ah, I mean, like at least 45 seconds to a minute. He was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I just wanted to make sure I didn't go too long because I could talk about Nate for like 45 minutes. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> it's not because like there's anything wrong with Nate. It's just because I, I guess like out of our little group um, – it's funny, I probably shouldn't say this now that I've said all that. Nate and I are actually the most similar. <laughs> I feel like that's uh, true. It, it's the truth. Like Nate and I are actually the most similar, and we've probably spent the most time just just he and I together one-on-one out of, out of the group. And uh, so like, I just have more of his little quirks and, and things in the back of my head that I can easily pick out. And then like, it's not like he hasn't made an entire library of memes about just me. So like, it's true. not even unfair. Yeah. It's, that's true. It's, Super, super reasonable, and I don't even feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about one thing I said. I'd say it again. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> Fuck it. Shouldn't. God damn it. No, that was great. That was killer. That was good. Mine's so like, like uh, lukewarm compared to that. <laughs> Mine's like nice. Oh well. Yeah. We figured we'd do that for when we have guests on. Yeah. But uh, I guess welcome back to the number one drift podcast on YouTube. I'm Dawson. I'm this Nathan. Is- and I'm Wesley Cloud. All right. Uh, Wes actually just did his first Pro-Am season, uh, and we'll get into that in just a little bit on how that kind of happened and what it took. Lots to talk about. But 
Um, first, want to announce uh, social platforms. We are on TikTok and Instagram. Um, so if you want to see shorts, little tiny clips, go follow us there. Uh, most of the audio platforms, all major ones. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts. What else is it? What else all the major? I think Samsung. Fuck, I don't know. Whatever. They have their own now. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's I, that was weird for me too. Um, days. But we introduced you, so fuck, fuck that part. Uh, but at the end of the podcast, we will again do speaking on some comments. Uh, some good ones. Some there's weird, some good ones. There's like, some positive feedback. Weird ones. But there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of weird ones. There's like, there's this one guy. He just keeps posting cereal. What the fuck? So oh yes, I did milk. see that. Huh? So he'll appreciate the milk. I yeah, he'll he be will. My fan. He will. He yeah, probably like will love you. There was but, some dude DMing us earlier today that had their name was just a loaf of bread or some shit, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah. It's just so weird. People, people are, are weird. people are funny. But that dude's like on his like twenty third or fourth comment. I counted. It's, he just says <laughs> cereal and puts a little cereal emoji. And he did it on my personal page before we started the podcast. And I don't remember what I said back to him. And now he's just doing it all the time. Which is not a bit. Hell. All right. So you me. All right. So uh, obviously. We'll get to the pro-am stuff, but uh, we both know you've been in quite a few different motorsports, per se. So uh, just kind of run through some of the motorsports background you have, where yeah. you came from, stuff like that. I have been around a lot of, a lot of different motorsports. I've uh, been very fortunate. Um, from a very, very young age, my dad has been into motorsports as well. Uh, that any of you out there that have friends, family, or close family, anyway, that's that's into motorsports, you probably know. You know, it becomes a family thing. Um, so, you know, I grew up very interested in. I had a uh, I had a cousin that was a little bit older than me that was racing motocross. That was kind of my first real interest. Uh, my dad rode dirt bikes, this and that as well. But so I really, really wanted to ride. Um, I proved to my dad that I could handle it by. Uh, riding a bicycle around and around and around like my driveway. I don't know why I thought like I was four years old. Like I thought that was like oh, dad's gonna see this and like he's gonna know. You know yeah. he's gonna be like yeah that kid needs to be on a motorcycle. But I mean in a way it worked. Like I still have that first XR50 that I got and uh, so I rode and and you know motocross was the first love kind of that led into um, being around just by chance kind of um, motocross tracks in the south are typically near um dirt karting tracks in a lot of cases and uh, so i just I happened to that. see a lot of dirt karting going on and my dad and kind of in the background was moving away from the motocross thing and really wanted to be a dirt super late model driver and uh so he started doing more of that kind of stuff and i was around the dirt circle track scene a lot and so obviously young me at about i think about seven eight years eight years old was when i started um, I just, that's what I wanted to do. And I kind of always just was kind of chasing to be like, you know, doing whatever my dad was doing so much. So, um, you know, his racing number is 59, mine's 95, it's just 59 flipped, which a lot of people think that it's just because my birth year, I was born in 95, but that's really <laughs> not the primary motivation. It just, I could have been born in the eighties. It would probably still, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, dirt karting, um, the little alcohol sprint carts, TDKA, WKA series, um, for, you know, a couple of years, moved more out of that just because of family situations, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, my parents were divorced. Uh, motorsports were not exactly allowed in the uh, parenting agreement. So I had to take a lot of time off. Um, really, really, really took a lot out of my um, driving spirit, if you will. Because, you know, I, I, 
all your drivers out there, that's all we really want to do. You know, there's, yeah, there's yeah. not sure we all have to have the jobs or whatever that fund it, but we all just want to go drive a race car. And for someone to just say no, just on the basis of, you know, kind of basically maintain, maintaining control of a, of a situation that really didn't have anything to do with me, you know, it was more between parents, you know, outside of my situation. Um, so that kind of ruined what I had going on, but I was able to maintain, you know, just to be able to be around it. And then, um, finally was able to drive more and then do more, um, on the asphalt type of thing, you know, the SCCA and, the um, various driving schools that I've done. Um, gosh, uh, how many, I don't know, three or <laughs> who, fun, who funded that? Did, did the driving schools? Yeah. Was that um, on the, it just depends on which one we're talking about. Um, so I've, I've paid for a few of them. Uh, my dad's actually done that for me as gifts, um, in the past. When Very I, cool. When I, yeah. yeah. He, he got me a, dope. uh. Uh, he got me actually some private, or paid for half of the private track time I did with Chelsea Denofa um, out in no Oregon shit. this past October. Um, just things like that I've always done like along the way between whatever motorsports I've been doing just to grow myself as a driver. Like there's no, there's no point in stagnating and becoming comfortable whether you're the best rallycross driver, the best whatever. If you don't, you know, at least explore the other disciplines, you're, you're shortcutting yourself really. Um, so I've just kind of never said no to an opportunity to drive something, uh, whatever that may be. Um, so that's, you know, that kind of leads to like why I've tried so many motorsports. I may not have like yeah, participated yeah. long term in a whole lot of motorsports, but I've always been around people that were willing to let me hop in something for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but, you know, and, and again, through college um, was just kind of time off because, you know, I'm 18 years old now getting into college. Daddy's not going to pay for motorsports anymore. At least I didn't want it to be that yeah. way. Um and, you know, he probably would have helped me out to some extent because, you know, I, I did grow up very fortunate. Um, and a lot of people outside looking in that know me from growing up probably would have expected that for me to go through college and keep doing whatever I wanted to do. But that's just not how it worked. Um, I went through college and I worked and I, you know, I set myself up to be able to do it long term, you know, because mm -hmm. long term is means you have a facility, you have a truck, a trailer, a thing, things yeah, that you need yeah. to get there and, the, and to do the task. Um, a lot of people kind of forget that getting into it. You know, there is infrastructure involved in motorsport if you want to do it for an extended period mm -hmm. of time. So, you know, I kind of use college to go to college and <laughs> do what you're supposed to do and learn. And there's dad calling right now while I'm talking about motorsports. Of course. Answer it. Yeah. <laughs> Answer okay. it. Okay. That'd be fun. Yeah. Mark it. Hey, dad, you're, uh, you're on the podcast. What's going on? You're on the podcast right now. I answered the phone on speakerphone. We're talking about motorsports. We were just talking about you just a little Your bit. Your ears so. got to be burning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to the Circle of Drift podcast. Hello. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> uh, call me back when you get a chance. Okay. All right. Not as exciting as we'd hoped for. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. All right. That was cool. <laughs> um, man, where was I? That kind of derailed things. Um, My bad. Yeah, no, you're bad. good. I thought that would be a cool clip. <laughs> no, yeah. That, well, we, we hope for it. Um, I did... I, I, I do want to throw in really quickly. I got to let my dad drive my drift car at the last round. I saw oh, that. Shit. Dude, he fucking, he throws really? down. So his really? dirt car experience did kick in. And, you know, it feels right to be sideways. You yeah. throw it and it just feels right. Yeah, that's yeah. how I felt right getting into drifting. Um, Damn, that's sick. And uh, he got to go out and do a couple laps. I, I really kind of had to push him to do it. I, I was surprised. I think it was, I think it was just because he didn't want to like it so much that he had to have one. 
Uh-oh. Like seriously, I really think that, and, and unfortunately, I think that might have kind of happened on some level. But no, he did really, he did really well. It was it was Comes like home, I was seven. super super proud. It was one of the happiest times I've ever had. I have photos. Hell of it. yeah, best one of the best memories ever. Um, but back to, um, I think I was talking about college, kind of time off everything. Uh, finally got my situation together, basically where I owned a house, owned a truck, owned a trailer. Within like. I think it was two weeks of owning my house. I bought my first drift car chassis. Like it was no, nice. there was no time between. It wasn't like didn't a, any fucking like there time. was a plan. On it. It, yeah, and I, you know, immediately started working on it over the winter and was at the first event coincidentally with Sir Nathan over here. That was so random. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to break up your story, but remind yeah. me because that was the most <laughs> random fucking thing that's ever happened. And I dude, didn't even know that. That keeps happening. It's not just something that stopped at that event. Oh, no, no, no. We, we run into each other we run weirdly into, all the time. Dude, three in the morning, 1 a.m. <laughs> one time at a gas station. Literally. I'm like, dude, walking in Lowe's one time. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? I was like, <laughs> on my lunch break at work. Dude, it's weird. Suit and tie kind of, walking into Lowe's. It, it, it struck me as odd. Was, like, like, very I was like, odd. I work like 70 hours a week. Like, I got to like go do shit on my lunch. I'm like, dude, I need fucking, fucking suspend, suspenders I need, like, on lumber and shit. So I'm going in there. I'm like, hey, I need this much. And they're like, what are you going to use? I was like, this truck idling outside. <laughs> and I'm like, someone's going to have to, you know, help me. And then they'll have to go get somebody. I did run into him Walking in there. like the ominous. <clears throat> yeah. Making fun of me. You were driving your his drift car. I was driving my drift car, but, you know, I just needed like a little thing, a self-tapper screw. Why, who needs a truck for that? Why, I agree. Drive your drift car yeah. if all you needed was something you could put in your non No, I completely agree. I'd do it if mine was street legal. You need your street legal. That's part of the game. And yeah, I need to get gotta, it. Gotta keep it I can get it. No, I I can get it. We'll figure game. that out. Dude, don't Missy Hooper is like a really close friend of mine. I could get that. She's going to help me out with the FC too. I'm telling you. I got to get a title for that. She one loves also. me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but, I keep getting off track. You guys are horrible at letting me talk. I'm horrible at talking because you make me talk about other things that are not on subject. That's the beauty Apologies. of the podcast. It is. No, as you are. No, it's okay. I mean, I guess I don't have much stuff to say. Honestly, we started drifting at basically the same time, and I knew from the first time I got in a drift car that was what I wanted to do. I was, yeah. I was kind of using that college time, you know, to not. Well, even though I wasn't in motorsports, I still participated. I started a YouTube channel. Um, some of you may have seen that it was uh, TN Speed TV. It's still like on YouTube. I just haven't created any content yeah. in a long time. It's just not really where my focus is anymore, and and I'm trying to get back to where. I have a mix of that because I think that's important, especially trying to get further partnerships and stuff to for sure know, to create a motorsports brand for myself. But um, do you have any like vision of going back to social media eventually, especially as you get up higher and oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, my wife does photo and video for a living, so we have you know between the two of us, we have all the equipment to to make great content. Oh, she true. does make great He's content. Fucking man with yeah, a plan, son. Bragging about the black magic camera. Yeah, I'm well, jealous. <laughs> I mean, she makes great content for herself. I mean, she's a YouTube famous drummer, and she's way cooler than me, and that's that's fine. But so like she we is can pretty much. we <laughs> we can we can help each other out in such different ways than a lot of couples can. Which, which is really cool. Like it, we, we've worked out to where it's, you know, just by chance we, we do these things that are very complimentary of each other and she enjoys what I do and I enjoy what she does and, and it works out very well. But, um, do you find that important when it comes to competing? Oh like, yeah, man. I, I, I've through different motorsports that I've been around, I've witnessed and just through third party heard of so many problems stemming from i guess what you're referring to is kind of that relationship dynamic but uh, so many problems stemming from the relationship dynamic that prevent a driver from driving or prevent somebody from doing motorsport long term or into marriage or whatever and there's that's only because i think that 
there isn't that kind of thing. There's not like a level of involvement on both parties. I think as long as both people can can enjoy what's going on, like you, you can do that long term. And and what we have, you know, she's she is my biggest fan. She's strapping me into the car now. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. getting my Hans device all settled and everything. And like she just picked that up so fast, even though she has no motorsport background whatsoever. And she's just happy to do it. She just loves to loves just to basically became and, part of the picture. Yeah, and and just That's really tough. from. From the from what I can see, genuinely from the bottom of her heart, just enjoys seeing me do what I love to do, and and it's the same for me. I, I get to in our little guest house thing. We have her drum studio set up where we film all her content. I get to shoot. Yeah, her I've seen some. And of just it. it's, it's like cool. so much fun. Like I just get to watch her be awesome and do these cool things with these drums that like I can't do. And like yeah, I just yeah. like to watch people do things that I can't do anyway. So um, I, I can that. sit down and beat a drum, obviously, and stay on on beat. I'm fairly musically inclined, but. I just can't do what she can do and she can't do what I can do. And like, we appreciate that about each other and like we help each other achieve what we can. I mean, I'm wearing a shirt and a hat that she had professionally designed for me just because she wanted to, not because I asked for it, not because she thought like it had to be done just because she genuinely thought like, Oh, I can do this. I'm good at marketing. I can help with this. Like, and she set up a whole website, which I'll tell you about that later. I hope I wish that (laughs) right now. So I could mention that on the podcast, but we'll have, you know, shirts, hats, stickers, all that kind of cool stuff. But it's just like, a different dynamic than I've seen a lot of times. And I just, I think it takes a little bit of uh, a little bit of work on both parties to just make sure that, you know, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a little bit of uh, just mutual respect and everybody has a role and everybody's content. Just, you know, if you just let it, if you, yeah, if you just expect that, you know, if you just expect your wife or your girlfriend or whatever to just show up and just be your cheerleader all the time and don't really like, involve them and just you know leave them sitting off in a chair or whatever while you're working on your car that's not going to be long term that's just not like that's not going to work out for anybody nobody you wouldn't want to do that with if it was some other situation nobody would so just a little bit of common sense and um respect that's all it takes i think that's good that is an important part oh yeah well what like so far what was um i guess your favorite motorsports you've done I mean, consider drifting. Yeah, no, drifting is definitely my favorite one. I mean, yeah, it combines a little bit of everything that I've done. It's asphalt grip, kind of. It's asphalt sliding. Yeah, it's dirt sliding. Really, I mean, it's the same mechanics. It's the same idea. It just it it all comes together. That's why I was saying like, there's no reason to not explore all the different disciplines. Drive off road. Drive on ice and snow if you get the opportunity. Like you know, whatever whatever surface change you get accustomed to, and it just builds that little bank of muscle memory that you have to react to things, especially in tandem drift, you have proximity and all of the other things that you already had to deal with. Yeah. You have to be spatially Mm. aware. Right. So there's, and you have to be able to do all of the other things and almost ignore, not really ignore, but almost ignore your driving in favor of watching what the car is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Like you can't be paying too, too much attention to what's actually going on inside your own car or you're lost or you get left behind or you're in the smoke cloud or whatever. So, you know, paying fairly good attention to their quarter panel or whatever your focal point is, is, is pretty vital. So I just think anything that, that you can do like that is, is going to help you out more than you can get out of any single discipline. Which, which motorsport that you tried, did you not really like that much? I mean, I can't say that I've tried one that I truly didn't like. That's the cool thing about motorsports is like it is just a different form of driving. And I like driving. So like even if it was... You didn't have one where you were just like, I'm not into that. I mean... Where it just didn't give you that adrenaline. Yeah, it just wasn't like... like, It wasn't wasn't that for you. you I mean... I, I, I mean, you know, I don't have that much fun going and driving like the little... 
gas-powered go-karts in Calibur <laughs> or something like that. I like, see. Like, I'm not crazy. Too, I don't but think that's that. They're fun. horrible. It but sucks. like, I love like Music City indoor karting, the electric ones that are actually. We just, I just went for the first time a couple weeks ago. Actually, amazing. Yeah, they're Lots super fast, fast yeah. right? Yeah. So anything like anything that has a reasonable power to weight ratio is going to keep me super stoked yes like, i don't here. care what it is I, yeah. I can go out on a miata I, I think any car guy can relate like, to that one <laughs> yeah just like give me a reasonable amount of go for the size of vehicle that i'm in and i'm stoked like i, I don't need a lot i really don't hell yeah man all right um well so i know you've kind of gained a collection of corvettes so <laughs> how many cars accident kind of <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna go get some Mountain Dew while you guys talk about Corvettes real fast. <laughs> and that's your favorite car. Where are you going? Huh? <laughs> you can't Anyways. leave me alone to defend the Corvettes. <laughs> <laughs> you a C4, you're on your own, man. Okay, well that was that was that was an investment, if anything. Like that's that, fair. I couldn't pass up that deal. I got that car. It was fifty three thousand. You got to do a wild body kit on it. It already has a fake Ferrari Testarossa kit on it. What more do you want from me? I mean. Okay, it's I mean, cool. I can give you that like, one. That's just, fair. That is. I just cool. have to like get it looking right. I have to redo some fiberglass cracking stuff. I have to fix all that and Let paint it. And the thing is, is I've I've had it now for going on I don't know three or four months or something like. That. I haven't touched it. I really, really? Like, I literally it, it has a leaky, leaky like really leaky radiator. You feel like <laughs> fill it up, it's empty in about fifteen minutes. Maybe. Jesus. Like, to the to the end of my road and back, which is probably like a total of like a mile. <laughs> empty. And so, like, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to hurt it or anything. So I just haven't messed with it. And I've just been working on my drift car and stuff. So I'm yeah, yeah. after the end of this season, and maybe I have a, a free couple days. I need to put some valve seals in it. Those that motor just kind of has a thing where the valve seals get old and mm. crusty because it's only got fifty three thousand miles on it. No shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> Nineteen eighty seven with fifty three thousand miles, and I paid two thousand dollars for it. How can anybody be mad at that? I mean, I feel and you. I only paid a grand for my FC. Perfect. Like, and it's AC only got cold. Thanks. Another Mountain Dew there. Uh, awesome. Okay. You can have it. That's uh, neither yeah. a Mountain Dew. Nor <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. Um, we make it work. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about just now? That derailed me again. I'm the worst about that. I'm a squirrel. Do what? I, I just got totally squirrel moment because of the. You're talking about your C4? Yeah, oh, yeah C4. C4. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it just it didn't have a title when I bought it and like it was advertised as not having a title but in Tennessee things that are over 30 years old as long as it's not stolen you can just kind of get a new title issue you just go yeah, yeah yeah they don't give a fuck it's so mm -hmm. easy and a... I, but I knew that I, well, I, I gotta do it FC I just haven't done it yet <laughs> but I knew that so I went and got it this running driving car with the digital dash works the power seats work the AC blows cold like there's Damn, nothing crispy, that's it. fucking sick there's nothing it even has the <clears throat> tra uh, transparent roof it's like got the little cracks in it and stuff but it's there sure. it's cool sure and and it's it's, I, it's just how can you be mad at that? I mean, I have a I had a clean. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can... in like a week. Damn. Are you gonna do anything to it? I I wanted to bag it. I still kind of want. Please do because I saw this one. I can't remember. Big the, kit uh, bag. I would like to know the Instagram name just to give him his due credit. But I saw it at Formula Drift Atlanta. Oh, uh, well, we can find it afterwards, and I can put yeah. it in there. Oh, it's so pretty. I'm gonna do it this time. I swear. Yeah, I Sorry. saw that, and I was. <clears throat> I told my wife, I was like, "Oh man, I want one of those." And I'm not kidding. It was like a week or two later. I bought that C4 just because. It, Damn. It, but it just happened. It was, so what do you what do you think about Drift HQ's C4 with the RB25? Oh, I think it's super cool. I just I have lived with the RB25 before that Dawson now has, and I just, I personally wouldn't want to do it again. I don't think I would either. I, it's just, it's just a little bit 
out of my. It's just not con, not conducive to a competitive long like easily. Absolutely not. No. To keep something with an RV platform competition ready event after event after event my personal opinion is like you get the motivation to work on the car you go out to the car for me or and Mm. you we go out there and we mess with the car we're like all right we need this this and this let's go to the parts store we'll get it and we'll finish the job right but for someone like you you go out to the let's say you're going out to the drift hq car (laughs) and you need this this and this Mm. guess what dude you're waiting three or four months and by the time three or four months gets there those boxes been sitting in the corner you're like "Mm." fucking feel like doing that you know yeah, it's yeah. Horrible. i mean yeah literally if you break anything on that platform at least if you live in the united states in my experience you, you're ordering from australia or japan and you're waiting like you said not not quite three or four months but he just happened weeks. to wait he happened to wait on a clutch master for a really long time that was like my yeah. point of and that was that wasn't even had didn't have anything to do with being overseas or anything just just they didn't have it, it. Oh, just no. back order bullshit well, i'm not i'm just talking about like the rb specific parts like you know i, I just oh, yeah i eventually had to I, I blew a couple power steering pumps had to adapt a ka pump like uh, or, or uh, yeah that's right had to adapt a ka pump had to do that weird o2 sensor housing thing just to go around the steering shaft and like that hit other things it was just always something kind of yeah something something was going wrong like it ran great there was never any actual problems with the motor itself it was just like oh i remember the send-off dude yeah he went he went to beach ben Look at me. He went to Beach Bend. <laughs> Dude, he did like 11 laps in a row. Just... Just... Well, it was raining. It just took it, too, dude. I know. I know. But he just beat the shit out of me. Dude, like, my car was... That was the car's debut. My car's debut of the turbo kit, which nobody really knew we were doing that except for us. So we, I pull up, show my car, go out, make two laps. It fucking blows the turbo. And then Wes is like... Well, if you're not going to show boat, I am. Just for a watching him, just drive all. Somebody had to put on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you know funny. that was actually that was one of my one of my favorite days of driving. That that specific day, just because of those laps and stuff, it was just so fun to me to just like let it. It stay. helps having the crowd at Import yeah, Alliance. Yeah. I've always loved Beach Bend events when it's Import Alliance specifically. Which you know what? Actually, that I'm glad this came up. The whole limiter thing. And and uh, I have a bone to pick. I have a small bone to pick. Oh, boy. Yeah. Not with me. No, not with you. No, I, it's I no, like, you're, I, in the, you're in the I, clear. I love Fuck. limiter. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love no, no, I just want to establish a clearer timeline real quick. Just because I have been keeping up. And I heard some mentions about how some of us weren't a fan of my driving styles. I did pay attention to the earlier episodes. And I did notice that some of us don't. Or at least... Say they are not fans of my driving style, um, but I just more more than I just want to touch on that a little bit. But I also want to establish a more clear timeline for what what you were talking about here at the beginning. So like I, I do did want have to be the clear. Timeline. There was a timeline of talking about like when I did this or that or whatever. <laughs> I started out with no angle mods for. Uh, I have to look at the photos at least like a calendar four months something like that, and then got just a little GK Tech bolt-on knuckle mods i never did the super lock yeah they worked for some people it was not good they just but they didn't work I've for us seen, we, we spent always bunch, came loose like them every we, time someone gets it they get over it in like two events they just they're... always came loose and stuff like i didn't have a problem with how it drove or the <laughs> amount of angle or anything per se it just they always came loose and like i didn't want to keep buying a bunch of different stuff so yeah. then like i eventually i think it was like a full calendar year before i had of like just like driving on that before I had WiseFab, and then I got WiseFab through um, our local WiseFab plug, and um, 
I actually never set it past lock stop three out of five. So saying that I throw it all the way to lock and let it bounce, that's a little unfair. Because also, if, you, <laughs> if you've driven a wise step car, you know if you just throw it and let it go, like, it's actually kind of hard to get it off a full lock. Yeah. They don't really yeah. almost want to park. Yeah, so you actually have to like put it where you want it. Like you, Everybody mm. thinks like the wise fab is a cheat code or whatever. You still have to drive the car. So There's no self-steer to them. That is what it is. No, not too much. I mean... Well, yeah. I don't... I, the GK Tech that I have has a lot of fucking self-steer, it feels like. It just depends on how you have it set up. Like, I was able to set up my S-Chassis pretty well to where it does, you know, with like six degrees of caster, it, it self-steers pretty well. But, yeah. um, but like, and then the, 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 the limiter thing, like, uh, <laughs> come on. Like, come on. Come on. I enjoy the limiter like, <laughs> thing. That was just to give you shit, really, but... But, oh, oh, other bone number two. I have to take up from a boy, Brandon. Real quick. That so, I forgot his name. <laughs> Brandon Rose. You said that, like, how he drives a sketchy, which, like, I get to the outside. Like, it looks, because, like, he does, he drives it, like, one hand on the stream and one hand on the. Yeah. He looks like he's driving a dump truck. You know? I was just about to say, <laughs> it listen, literally does. I, in the video, I was saying, I was like, Brandon, Brandon's got hands. I yeah. didn't say he couldn't yeah, drive, no, but he's, he's a very unique like style. He looks like yeah. he's driving a Peterbilt. He, well, he, he does like hot yeah. shot trucking for a living. That actually makes sense. He's, he's just like getting into like, work mode. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> he drives like an F-250 now, but it's this not. This is just oh, another yeah. <laughs> So like he, he's actually, it's interesting because he's, he's very, very, very efficient with just his left hand on the wheel. He just kind of keeps his right hand there it's just like his like place and like yeah he'll just use that in in a follow position more than anything and like aaron losey i've it. never seen him do anything like even moderately sketchy with like i think you were saying like it looks sketchy to you like not at all like he's one of my favorite people to tend with like he always runs a really nice lead line like wide enough to follow this yeah obviously yeah. in a competition we're just talking about kind of like fun driving but um yeah, no, like Brandon's good driver. I just I wanted to say like that is not sketchy. That's just his inner truck driver coming yeah. out. Like he's just like cruising, you know, like in a Peterbilt, like you said, he's just like, <laughs> shifting through all eighteen. That's what I said. I was like, I was like, I don't think it's sketchy, but it's definitely unique. There's yeah, not, yeah. there's not, there's not a lot of people to drive like the that. The first time I rode with him, I was, I, dude, I, you're like, you're like, you're just yeah. doing the eyeball. Yeah. And like, are you about to do something crazy? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it was unnerving. I'll give you that. Yeah, but well, I go. The only reason I say that is because whenever I'm, whenever I chasing, I'm sure a bunch of other people do it too. But I don't necessarily. I look at their wheel and then their hands out of the corner of my eye. So, if I'm chasing you and you've got one hand over on the handbrake. Your other one's normally down at the bottom, kind of, so you can't see the hands oh, moving. Oh man, see that much? That makes way more sense. That Brandon is strategically trying to psych you the fuck out. <laughs> That's what it is. I'll be honest, I've never, dude. It I've does never though. I've just never looked. You you don't? I've never looked at anybody's hands. I've never thought. Oh I look wow! At the, I look at the wheel and I look at the the wheel to see if it wobbles, the and then I I look at their hands too to see if they if they bobble. Yeah, no, I just I'm just kind of watching the attitude of the car more so than anything. But it's, I think it's. The difference, honestly, is is I probably have done the same thing in the past where I was kind of more aware of what a driver was doing, like driving at Clarksville and driving at like the Beach Pin. Oh, you can look like fucking that. in there and watch him take a drink of a beer. Well, you know, just... <laughs> you're right. You're fucking right there beside him. I, that's not even necessarily what it is. It's like I've found myself recently because the only things that I've been really driving are competitions and like yeah. for whatever reason, like not talking about any other area of the country, but this area of the country has some pretty heavy hitting pro-am level drivers and cars for sure like, for sure yeah. for sure so like the caliber of competition leads you as a driver to just trust people so much more like i don't really 
worry about someone bobbling and spinning on me or something like that. I'm just kind of watching the overall attitude of the car because there's nobody that's been at any of these events that I don't trust to get right in my door and leave marks on me and vice versa. So like, I guess what you're saying like makes total sense. But I think in, in some of these higher levels, like you just, you don't even have time. You're, yeah. You're, I like, bet you're, once you get into higher so horsepower, fast. like it's so much, oh, it's, yeah. it's one of the first things I noticed about like the pro-am tracks and stuff. It's like it's so much faster than anywhere else that we usually drive like at all. Yeah. Like, Way, way, way different kind of game. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. actually, that's a good segue. So uh, let's kind of talk about how you got into... So you've been drifting for like, what, two oh, years? Uh, well, for fun, really? Two, three years? What's, what year is 2019? I started like I started drifting in 2019. So we'll oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, two, three years. Our first event so, was whatever. the same yeah. event, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what made you want to start competing well, that's what I got into drifting for. That was oh, okay. So that was I your didn't initial get part. into drifting just to play. Like I never, I never wanted to do that. That didn't make sense to me. Like I am all for going out and having fun and just drifting for fun. I get yeah. like, and I get the people that have no drive to do the competition, and like the competition sort of takes the fun out of it mm. for them. <laughs> I'm the opposite of that. I truly am. Like I get more out of one comp day than ten fun days because yeah. I need an objective. If I go out to whatever fun day. I can drive my heart out to the the best of my ability. I don't really get anything from that. You know, I can, I get maybe bragging rights or something like yeah. that. Somebody to say, oh, good job or whatever. But like, I'm not chasing a level or anything. With with the pro thing, I get to chase prospect license. And with the prospect, I get to chase pro That's one true. license. And like, move up that next level. It's not for like a fame and fortune thing. It's for the achievement, for the ability to go see what I can do with these guys. Like, yeah. How are they going to put me to shame? Am I going to hold my own? Okay, what do I need to adjust <laughs> to, to hold my own? Or, or or can I just invest? nitrous? Yeah, nitrous well, everything. no, like, and I mean, boost, in some boost, cases, nitrous. it can come down to, to some powered things, and and I guess we can talk about that some too. But um, it is it is a very different thing now from yeah. from the pro am and stuff that I've been around in the past. You know, there there hasn't been an East Ten Drift Pro Am series, uh, Formula Drift Pro Am series in the past two years, three years. There wasn't a twenty twenty. Uh, 2021 was supposed to happen and then it got canceled. Um, so during that time, I think people either had time to save up their money or, or do something or whatever. <laughs> so now everybody's car is everybody's fucking car, badass. Everybody's shoved car in their shop. So much, such a different level. Like it, every car out there, you would be competitive in what pro one was, you know, just a few years ago, like the yeah, 700, yeah. 800 horsepower kind of cars are, are prevalent in the pro am level now. And I just didn't really, for whatever reason, know that. Like I just didn't know. I, I thought my <clears throat> stock bottom end LS one with you know a built top end and a lot of fuel and a lot of timing and stuff was going to mm-hmm. be adequate. Which you know it was adequate, but I thought it was going to be competitive amount of power. But it really was like me and uh, this other guy Gavin Threet, uh, a good friend of mine, and Drake Burris, who are the only naturally aspirated V8s. Um, and I was the only naturally aspirated V8 without a nitrous bottle because Drake had a nitrous bottle and so did Gavin. So, so you were, you were the most underpowered. <laughs> I, it was bad, but like at the same time, I did. You hold still my, qualified I, pretty I qualified, good, right? I was able to qualify yeah. very well, um, and I was able to lead well, and it, it just you know hit all the zones and everything. It just in chase, I just couldn't keep up. Like yeah. I just couldn't. Yeah. I would get gapped from from the line basically, and then. Either sacrifice the line, run really, really shallow, try to catch up, or try to run a good line, just get lost in the smoke cloud. Like that's really what it kind of ended up boiling down to yeah. a lot of the time. And so, so the the goal for this off season will be to to get more power and and 
just be able to keep up. I don't want a wild, crazy thousand horsepower pro-am car that doesn't make sense we can only run a 255 yeah that that i don't get like i don't get the people that have the supercharger and the bottle in pro-am like that mm. doesn't quite compute are there a couple boys that do it yeah full no sanders way. baby trial by fire baby i don't know that's crazy it works it works yeah. but you know i'm not about putting on my not. car but to be honest it's like my car is already so much for me to just try and get my arms around just by itself that i'm like Every yeah. time that I have the, you know, because that's what it is, dude. Nitrous is like a little, you know, it's like a little thing in your head. You're like, I could do it. It wouldn't matter. It's like 50, you know, yeah. 50, 75 shot. It wouldn't matter. I could oh, do you, it. Think- and it would be a big flex. You know, you start yeah. getting in your own head about it. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think I didn't try between rounds? I just couldn't like, I logistics wise, like I didn't have the time to, to get the parts, to get it on, to get it tuned, to do all the stuff I wanted to. Mm. I was going to put a bottle on Oh, just, see? I just Damn. Yeah. But the, it just, you know, it didn't work out. And, and ultimately, I just, I want to keep the car healthy to finish out the other stuff. We still have LS Fest this week. I don't know when this airs. It might be the previous week when this airs. Um, LS Fest, 9th through 11th, then the Riverside <coughs> 10K shootout on the 24th, 25th. And that'll be the last event for the year for me competition-wise. Then I can do stuff like that. Like, I just don't... I don't do the mid-season power adder thing that you preach. I just... I, don't, <laughs> I just don't do it. Just, Is don't it do you think it does you off mid-season? No, no, no. I don't, I don't worry about me learning around the car or anything. I just don't want to change... Like, the car is going to start up. Like, it's... I can go any time of day, anywhere. Yeah, turnkey it starts, car. It's good. It's good. Everything's good. I'm going I'm to add some context. The mid-season power adder joke <laughs> is because... Mid season, Chris Anderton blew up my car. That's and, true. That's a good excuse. Yeah. He okay. didn't blow up your car. You had to do. Something. It's not. It's not his fault, right? It would probably have blown up on me, and I'm not upset about it. But the only replacement block I had was a five three, and I'd be goddamn. I'm gonna go back out with less power. And so I had a turbo kit that had been sitting in the corner of my house for like, <laughs> you know, the plan, dude. You can go back on Instagram till 2013. The plan was always Turbo LS. Eventually, and him blowing it up, I was, you know, this is a little, this is a little shicey. But in my head, I was like, well, he blew it up, so he's gonna help me fix it. You know? <laughs> and so that's that's how that happened. So then the joke well, became you there. You let him take your car to the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He towed he towed yeah. my car there. I was at work. I mean, you know, yeah. it was it wasn't like it wasn't like I was like, yeah, rip the boat, and then he yeah. blew it up. He was like, his car broke, and then he asked to borrow my car, and then I was like, yeah, sure, I don't care. So I towed his car home for him. And then he's, dude, he, I will never forget. He texts me at 10.04, and he said, I put a new oil change in it. I filled it up full of uh, brand new ethanol, which in my head I was like, man, I always get ethanol from the same place. But then I was like, don't be a coward. It doesn't matter. So I didn't think, I didn't think anything about it, right? <clears throat> so I said, fucking send it. And I sent that text message. About 11 minutes later, he said, okay, I sent it, and it broke. And I said, <laughs> and I, said I said, how broke? And he texts me back in capital letters, big broke and then sent me a piece of the block in his hand and i was like man and so in my head i was like all right we're gonna go turbo ls now and so the joke was that it took us two or three weeks to put that together and everyone made fun of us because they were like oh fucking cosmic garage doing mid-season power adders (laughs) and so we turned it into like this big meme thing and so now whenever somebody's car doesn't have enough power if it's acting up whatever Someone in the chat will be like mid-season power adders. <laughs> like yeah. we're all gonna get together yeah. and go do something, you know. Anyway, that's the joke. I'm sorry. I just yeah. wanted to add a preference, you know. Oh yeah. Um. Well, actually, what would be like some 
enlightening moments throughout the season that you've you had to face like that really, oh, man, that's I a mean, good one the whole season was a learning experience that that's what i wanted it to be you know i wanted to either be shown i was ready or shown that i wasn't and i wanted to see you know what i needed to do to get there yeah, sometimes um, you need to get humbled yeah no yeah. definitely um you know basically i learned i think i you know i i still believe that i'm totally there uh, i don't think that the car quite was um i think i still obviously need a lot more seat time and more cl- that kind of caliber competition seat time as much as possible to really make that a something that you know every time i go out i'm fairly confident in the result kind of thing uh, which is obviously what everybody shoots for but um you know i just learned so much about the management of the whole program you know there if you can if you can keep yourself as the driver out of as many things as possible it really keeps your head in a better space you know a lot of guys Mm -hmm. you know obviously it just it depends on what you can you have to do what you can what you have um I'm fortunate to have a few people around me that are willing to help me out. And, you know, obviously I covered their lodging and whatnot and, um, they kind of get a free trip to the races. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, having kind of crew to do things like change, get your tires to the tire guy to get changed or get your safety equipment geared up while you go put your suit on stuff like that to, to where you're not right about as soon as you get in the car, having to take your, your mind, yeah, off take of your it. mind off, yeah. flip it on and off of driving mode to, to, take care of all these tasks that really can be handled by just one or two people and so having having those people in place kind of ahead of time is really important you know people's schedules can change and stuff like that so um, just having that really solid and um, I think I think it would probably depend on the driver but I, I learned the importance of a spotter I never really understood for drifting specifically why spotters were so important I understand it for races that cover larger amounts of distance and, and take places over longer times and stuff, or, or maybe where you are not in visual proximity of all the drivers of all the times and you just need information and stuff like that. But drifting is such short, you know, relatively short battles and you can always see one end of the track from the other and everything. So I never quite understood what all would could be done, but um, Willie Culver <laughs> is an amazing spotter. And just the way that he's able to tell me little bits, little bits of information before and after a run, because he's so good at watching what all the other drivers have done all day. And he kind of keeps it in the back of his head, so I don't even have to know. If I, if I go up to chase somebody, he knows how they're going to run their lead. And he tells me real quick, hey, you might want to give this guy a little extra room. He hasn't been hitting his first clip right. Or he's been spinning out on the outer zone in the second zone or something like that. And like just that extra little thing I don't have to think about or, or I can anticipate is just... It's just gold. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, it's gold. And some people don't like it or some people argue with their spotters or, or not really appreciate what they're saying if they're not complimenting their driving i mean i've heard i've heard heard this from <laughs> certain people um who are they tell us no we're not going oh come on no, i'm not that guy i'm not doing that on the uh. podcast. <laughs> no, no. i'm friends with everybody and i'm gonna keep it that way at least i think for the most part i don't really have any bad relationships <sighs> in the drift community per se there's people that i guess aren't really huge fans of me and i'm not huge fans of them but i don't really it's a little harder to find in the drift community yeah <laughs> i felt like yeah yeah i mean I don't know. A lot of people hate me. I feel like you got that one right. I mean, you're a polarizing. <laughs> you, yeah. you're, it're not like you don't do it intentionally. Oh no, it's on purpose. I do it on purpose. I was just saying. He was like, it's hard to find. I was like, where? I just gotta open my phone. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of people well, that don't know. like me. Well, <laughs> <clears throat> there's different levels to everything. But like I said earlier, we're. It's funny that we are so similar in a lot of ways. But that's one of the ways that we are different. I don't. I don't seek to 
get the reaction from people and stuff. I'd, I'd rather just kind of. I think it was that I was homeschooled. Just... Honestly, I think I'm a little bit broken on the inside. You know, <laughs> probably. And the two every now and then, like, every now and then, I just want to. It's probably the difference. I just want to poke like, the bear. Yeah, I just want to see what's going to happen. What are they going to yeah. do? You know, I, don't know. I just you know I, I like I like people. You know, I like to talk to people. I like being around. People. See, I, like I, to... I normally would be like, it's because you're not in sales, but you are in sales. But dude, I don't. Maybe it's a different kind yeah. of sales. Well, it's I, just I the way hate, I do sales. Hate versus y'all. The way that you do sales. I I do sales by liking people, like I form relationships with people. Just yeah, you have to deal with people a lot longer. I do. I have. Yeah, I, I, I have, so I, it's I'm more with of a relationship for a, for a little bit of a ride. Like I, they don't come in one day and leave in an Altima. You know, like it's not the same game. It's just not. I and they're not gonna call, and they're not gonna complain to me that their seats ripped. You know, like they're gonna call a plumber. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, true. You don't have to facilitate yeah. the fucking fix. That's yeah, the wrong think industry, about <laughs> dude. I know. Fuck. I got cussed out by a guy today. He got mad because he couldn't get approved. Well, he. T- your fault, you bud. Do? Sorry. <laughs> what was I supposed do? to do? Yeah. Am I supposed to? Am I supposed to just be like, "Well, I apologize. Make sure you come back in the next three or four months, and we'll try again." <laughs> or should I have told him like I bills. did, where I was like, "What's wrong? You can't get approved." <laughs> you know, like it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Pay your bills. That's sometimes, true. dude. Sometimes I gotta pick between doing something that I love and paying a fucking bill that probably wouldn't have a ro- You know, like it doesn't matter. Just that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff just drives me crazy. People that just They're take it out the on the salesperson. They're the most oh, yeah. mad, you know? too. I didn't do anything to you. People are nuts. I think that's what it is. I think that I got all this like little pent-up rage where for the past 15 years I've been in the car business, people are rude to me. I didn't fucking do anything. I just wrote your paperwork up. What are you mad about? And so now, <laughs> every now and then, someone will say something to me, and it'll kind of irk me the wrong way, and I'll just be like, I'm going to be mean to you for like the next three years. I don't know why. <laughs> but that really is like one of the only differences between me and Wes. Other yeah. than that, he's pretty normal, and I'm kind of a psycho. I feel like Batman Superman analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It is. <laughs> it is like Superman. that. Yep. All right. Well, now that we uh, got your work rant for the show out of the way, <laughs> that is uh, a trend now. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. We got to keep that one like up that too. Segment. That's hilarious. Oh shit! Are you completely moved the desk. You My did bad. Move it, uh, no, that was me. Uh, speaking of enlightened moments. Of the season, what was probably the biggest issue you had to face, whether it was getting to the track or at the track with the car? That one's easy. Whatever. <laughs> Damn. Uh, that one's really easy. So I've been a fan of Kenda tires for a long time, right? Like we all have. As we been. all have. Yeah. They have changed. They are not the same tire. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, at least, so unless I got some, I bought 12 of them. So like that's a decent sample size, I feel like. I mean, maybe not in the scheme of things. I feel I like know. I know where this is going. So I what bought. Happened to him? <laughs> well, okay. So I bought twelve of them. Uh, the two hundred treadwear. We've all used like the what are the three hundred, um, which you know are grippy enough. But I wanted mm-hmm. more for pro am because sure. I, I've been on the Valino Pergias, or that's what I had been driving the first round, first two rounds of pro am on, and I just couldn't get enough of the two fifty fives, or I couldn't get any of the two fifty fives in time <clears> for round three and four. So I was like, well, I know and love Kenda. Give me those two hundreds, and they were they were a little bit cheaper than the Bellinos, but right about the same to where like they should have been just as good. should have been comparable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were grease balls, like start to finish, no grip. Oh, I had them shit. down on 10, 12 psi, disconnected my rear sway bar, dampers all the way soft. I could not stick to the ground for anything on round three and four, and I just there was nothing I could do about it. It was, all, it was the only tires that I had. And did you check the date on them? 
Well, yeah, because they they had to be new because they were stamped. 200s. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's they true. used to be they they were one eighties and they changed them to two hundreds now at the new manufacturing place. So like, if they're two hundreds, they're new. But they, I'm telling you, like, I just could not could not stick to the ground no matter what I did. I've got a decent amount of toe in. I've got like it's all right because as soon as I swap tires again, like it, we're all we're all good. I'm on the GT radials now. I'm on the SX two RS, the Formula Drift Pro Spec required tires. I just figured may as well get used to them. Uh, that's fair. And, uh, yeah, no, that, I mean, that was easily the biggest challenge. I just, I could not, I just showed up with the wrong tires. I was so confident in them working. I know. Cause we, I do. Yeah. I'm such a, I yeah. believe in Kendas. Yeah. I, I will not, I, I just don't see, I honestly don't see myself ever purchasing another pair of Kendas just based on that experience. Like it was just so comically bad. If the two hundreds were that slippery, how are the 300 yeah. going to be now? Like, and I know people say, oh, the tread wear doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. It does. Well, you would still think that within a tire, a brand and a model of a tire, the lower tread wear number should still be stickier. Like, sure. I don't care what mm-hmm. anybody says. Oh, tread wear doesn't matter. Sure. One 200 may actually read as an 80. Like, yeah. But still, if it's the same brand and the same <clears> tire and they offer two different tread wears, the lower number should be soft, should be stickier and softer. Mm-hmm. And it just, in my experience, was totally not the case. Dude, this no, is. Beautiful. I mean, I did everything because I got I could to do. use the two fifty five, but it was the one eighty treadwares before the new tire tariff and yeah. everything, and those were phenomenal. Right. So I haven't gotten to use the two the two hundred. <laughs> I'm just damn. All the, all, they just. I tried everything. I tried them mounted in the correct rotation. I tried flipping them for reverse rotation. I was on low pressure. I was on high pressure. I was on like I tried scrubbing them. I tried not scrubbing them. I tried heat cycling them and taking them off and then putting them on later. I mean, I literally like Brandon and I were going through all these different things because he's kind of like a tire tire guy, like tire and alignment stuff is like his thing. And so like we tried everything that we could come up with and just could not make the car stick to the ground. Like it was just That's crazy. horrifying. So um, fucking Kenda slander. I love it. I mean, it's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Clips. God damn it. Kendo, like it. He's coming for you. I mean, if you guys can fix your tires, I'll I, see. That's the, that's the sticky part to get into the tires. When you're driving in pro-am and you have aspirations of going to pro spec, you really don't do yourself any favors to use any tires that are not the pro spec required tire. Because if you were mm. to get a deal with Kenda or something and you, you were the best driver in the world and you just went on Slade Pro Am and Kenda was like, Ooh, I like that guy. You you're the life of your partnership is limited. As soon as you advance out of that Let's level, that. that partnership is useless to them and to you. So I just don't see Well, you wouldn't win anyways if their tires are well, yeah, that, yeah. If they don't stick to the ground, and you know, I think there was a couple other people at at the same Dude, rounds that were on Kendas. I've ran Kendas for three years, and my car has never once broken an axle, and that's a stock diff, stock axle car. Yeah, well, you know, and that's so, not a ton of grip, but what? It's just proving that that doesn't have a ton of grip. That's what I'm really saying. I'm saying like but those uh, are three hundreds. Like I get that, and yeah, and I know. Probably still, what twenty something pounds of pressure. Uh yeah, you're eighteen twenty okay, something. Okay, well like that. we're talking about two hundreds at ten or twelve. Still yeah. couldn't get them to bite. Nothing. I mean, and you can Damn. see the sidewalls were rolling because like it was getting chewed on every surface of that tire. Like they were squatting down. They were as, as flattened <laughs> as they could be and still stay on the wheel. Yeah. Huh, like and I had everybody crazy. trying to help me. Like everybody saw what was going on. Like the the style judge who is uh, Nick Novak's spotter in uh, Pro One. He came up to me. He's like, "Dude, you're ice skating. Like, what's going on?" And I was like, "Man, I can't fucking fix it. Like, excuse my language, everybody. I've tried not to do that on this podcast, but, but it was just seriously one of the most ex- 
frustrating yeah. things because it was out of my control. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. could drive a car. I really can't. Like, I could drive a car. I promise everybody. Like, you know, that kind of There's thing. There's nothing yeah. more frustrating. Yeah. To I like, don't suck. Like, I swear. Like, something I'm talking you can't like control. throwing the car through the clipping point like just like throwing the car expecting it to hook and it just keeps going the Flight. direction that, yeah like <laughs> and literally like center punch the, the outer zone marker uh. and just then that happened like multiple i cracked an over fender because of that just multiple times just That's hard, do man. driving how i'd been driving the first two rounds i i came into those with a lot of confidence i came in around three and four with a lot of confidence thinking i was really gonna build on round one and two and make those rounds really really good. yeah make it count mm. it just didn't go that way I just did not, did not. Lesson it. learned, though, yeah. man. But I'll never there do it again. I'll yeah, never, there I'll you go. Never. That's that's the big, one of the biggest lessons. <clears throat> I'll never let myself get. I just bought a hundred of those GT radials. I will not let myself get out of tires. I've sold a bunch of them, and I will do that again probably because. I was gonna say, are your Kendas eighteens? Uh, uh, do I have Kendas? Yeah, my Kendas are eighteens. I probably buy a couple off you. How many? Wait, how many? He's like, have as many as you want. Fuck. I don't remember. I have to count. There's so many. I have I have so many tires in my shop right now. I, I'll probably I, buy some from you too. I have I have of the GT radials um, unclaimed. I only think I have like 14 or 16 left right now. But I have I had one time had. Well, we bought 100 tires. 20 of them, 22 of them got taken before I had to bring all the rest of them home. So I had 77, 78 tires <sighs> in my shop. Damn. And I had to unload all of them by myself. And stack them. Why honestly. didn't you just wait till I got off work? I told you I'd come I, no, home. I, it, it had to be, like, it had to get done. So I could load my car into my trailer to go do that Tower Nationals mm. competition. Like, ah, I have, okay. I didn't really have sense. the option, unfortunately. Sorry, I no, it was not your fault. I didn't have didn't have time to wait. But I mean, before you yeah. fuckers get in the chat and say they just talk trash about Kendas and then he has to buy some... My car is almost finished, and I don't care whether or not they're grippy or ice skating. I need to test my car out, and Kendas last a long time, whether or not they have grip or not. So that's why they did last. Same shit, because I know that's why they probably are greasy, is because they last a long time. But I, I just need, I just need a set so that where I can go out and Literally. make sure I'm not going to catch on fire and die. You know, my car will break before the first set of, set of tires goes done. Oh, shut up. Probably. What's the next topic? A line, uh, a in line fitting will fucking bust or something stupid like that. I guarantee it. I don't. I'm not too confident. I, I built my in lines. I mean, this is a good one. Nobody is. Yeah, I oh, never am, dude. It sucks. <laughs> we already asked him that. I hate. That's my yeah. least favorite thing to do when working on cars is to make a in lines. I do not. I bought every tool I could to make it right, easier. I don't trust <laughs> it my still sucks. Lines. I don't know. Me why. either. I've all, I've never had. Dude, one and I have 25 car. feet of it on my car. Yeah, me and, either. Yeah. I think I'm gonna constantly Date burst boys into flames. Too. Yeah, yeah. I got right. dude. There's a ten inch. Ten inch. There's a or a ten a.m. garden hose feeding my rails, <laughs> and every time I'm just like, that's a lot of slack. What if it broke and then sprays fuel and then yeah. it blows and then I'm gonna die? Yeah, I would just die. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'd go out like a man. Yeah. Game, I guess. So how'd you place overall? <laughs> uh, I was in a for the points of FE Pro I'm overall three way tie for eleventh. Okay, that's yeah. pretty first good year, for your first bad. season. Yeah, that's um, not bad. I see. I I qualified. Gosh, I should. I really should remember that. I qualified third or fourth one round. I qualified fifth one round. Um, one round, I zeroed my first qualifying lap, but still ended up qualifying ninth. Um, and then one round, I is that where you hit the? That's where you spun, or what? Yeah, yeah. One of the times with on those bad tires, I literally just annihilated the first outer zone marker. Um, and but I, on my second lap, it was like a 
Oh my god, I wish I had that had been a first life. Because it was weird. Like I eventually kind of did learn to drive without the grip. I really like I, I learned like qualifying <laughs> yeah. wise and lead wise, I could drive okay, but just it was a lost cause to follow. Like I just oh, I was sure. like to to lead to come out of the chicane, it was hard to not hit a cone just because like and I, I would have to start in second gear because first gear would just spent turn them it over was, yeah. it was like somebody put oil in my tires like i swear it was the weirdest thing that's crazy and it was every set of them it was, it was not just like a one-off or anything yeah that's a good one all right we'll just start there that this is this is your thanks go <laughs> <laughs> that's a great segue this is, this <laughs> just, is just go. go all right so the boys i think he means governor but it just well, says... Hold on. Introduce what we're doing. We never did that. Oh, okay. I'm talking <laughs> shit about... The boys governor. I'm sorry. I'm talking shit about talking subscribers. talking about some goddamn governor. Oh. There's these people... All right. So there's this big... All right, dude. Fuck this. <laughs> there's this big... There's this big polarizing view of our podcast because you only see seven s- second snippets of what we're talking about with zero context that we don't actually like or enjoy the things that we're kind of like poking fun at okay it's it's the whole thing is to make you go watch the podcast that's the whole point so with that being said i'm gonna talk shit about a subscriber so um <laughs> one of the people that follows us his name is the boys it's the boys g-o-v-r so it's either the boys go ver <laughs> or the boys governor the boys go VR. That, I, that's the that's what came to my mind. Okay, so I went to his thing and I don't I didn't really see that. Oh, I don't know. So, <laughs> you know, whatever. So it doesn't matter. But his picture is of uh, Danny Vito from uh, Bam Margera. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I posted a video. Which video is this? Okay. So this is the video that I was talking about, and it's like it's like actually three separate clips of me talking about how come LZ isn't winning in a certain... Actually, roll the clip. All right, yeah, roll the clip. Can anyone explain to me why Adam LZ can't win anything in FD, but he's an unstoppable force of consistency in Clutch Kickers? I mean, dude, he's a monster at Clutch Kickers. It's almost like FD is a big popularity contest or something. All right. So he he says to in response to that video he says at least he's not making a podcast and struggling to pay his bills dude all of us are drift people okay if if it wasn't for if it wasn't for drifting we'd be able to pay our bills fine all right so chill okay besides Wes Wes is rich but besides him, hold on, all right <laughs> that's not true that's not true I am not rich anyway just, no. anyway don't listen I to him better than you so he says <laughs> that's, that's true tr- he's I much just, better at planning I than just, me. And that makes him rich. So, <laughs> well, so I would love to see. So my he says two different definitions. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm joking. He knows I'm kidding. All right. So he says at least he's not making a podcast, struggling to pay his bills. And I said, imagine being triggered about a YouTuber over a nine second video they have zero context for. Calm down, Vito. It's just a joke. Watch the podcast. And. Which, if you go back and look, obviously he's triggered because the video is not really talking trash about anybody. He's just mad, right? And I <laughs> said, and so then he says, nobody is triggered, my dude. You can comment a response without being triggered. Not an LZ fan, but love when people hate on guys who are making it. Okay? Remember that he says he's not triggered. That's really important for the next part. Okay? 
And then uh, one of us responded and said, Dawson and Nate have participated in more stuff for the Drift community in their local spot than you probably ever will. So that, that was, I don't know if that was you or me. I can't remember. But oh, fuck if I know. <laughs> in third person. That's weird. Sometimes. It just depends. Because we want it to be like both of us, you know? Okay. Why do so, you say we? It gets too confusing. I do, we do say like, we. Specifying. Okay. It's just, uh, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. So, okay. So, you don't. So, this is my favorite part. <laughs> all right? So, so right? He rem- so remember, he says he's not triggered. So then, okay, I like go back to work and do whatever I'm doing and take my little, I'd sell a car or something. And I open my Instagram. Dude, this dude has found my personal Instagram. Okay. He goes to the, the most recent picture of my car and tries to like make fun of it. Right. And I don't remember what he said. It was like, it was, I don't really, it's fine. He was like, he was like, oh, here it is. Here it is. He goes, bruh what is this uh with a bunch of crying emojis and then but if you open his uh if you open his instagram it's just him like smoking pot on his instagram with like all of his 73 (laughs) subscribers it's probably like every person that he's ever come into contact with right and so i the internet (laughs) yeah yeah right like you know and like honestly this is a little flattering, right? It turns me out a little bit. Like he he went he went through a lot of steps to go Tickle find me. Tickle. And I he break it to you like a new girlfriend. Right. Like, right. Dude, he, he's put more. No, we all know I love that, right? <laughs> so I break it down for him, right? I said, wait, 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 wait. So you found our podcast, listened to a second, second, seven second clip, went to the host, clicked my name, found my personal TikTok, clicked through my personal Instagram, saw my car, which is polarizing, and I'll give you that, it is. Not everybody likes it. It's not for everyone, right? It's baby rhinoceros. Yeah, it's baby yes. rhinoceros, right? Not everybody likes it. <laughs> An angry right? one, though, with the teeth. Right? And then I said, and then you decided to try and rag on my car and disrespect my work and the podcast, all because me and my co-hosts tell people, oh, that's what that's what it was. He was, ta- he was mad because we were telling people to buy... Like Kendas and Ironmans and like good tires instead of doing what I do. Oh yeah, that's okay, what it was. I, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. That's he, so stupid. He got. He's like gatekeeping. Yeah, he's like just giving the information we could. Yeah, he's like gatekeeping mad because we wanted people to buy the best equipment that they can afford. If you can't afford it, then go buy fifty dollars Walmart tires. That's what I did. I did that, but it sucked because then when I asked other people who had been doing it, they kind of did what this guy did, which was like, you need to learn and get better. Before you before you go out and buy a, a real drift tire, and it's like, dude, he he would have learned and got better. He would have been better all day if he yeah. if. And he there had- was literally five seconds within the podcast that I actually said the first event you go to, more than likely you're going to spin out the entire time. So don't stress too hard on the tire yeah, you're well, fucking bringing because you're not going right, to burn any rubber right. off. Plus your cost per lap. Like you still have to look at cost per lap. The Walmart tires, mm. whether they're fifty dollars, oh, garbage. Dude. Yeah. They're, they're going to last a couple laps, and they're going to turn to spaghetti, like little rubber spaghetti. Yeah, that's it's exactly what it did. Yeah, and so like you go ahead and pay your fifty dollars, sixty dollars extra per tire. You're still you're still cost per lap goes down. Time spent changing tires goes down. Mm-hmm. Seat time goes up. Like it, there's all kinds of reasons that that doesn't Efficiency. make sense to preach to anybody. I, yeah. I hate that. So anyways, I told him he turned me on. And it's hard to and, grasp if you're new and haven't even started drifting too, but So then he said that he he didn't read any of that and and then he unfollowed me on Instagram after he followed me, which was kind of weird. That hurts. <laughs> it's yeah. unfollowed. Mm, really sad. I was at like 379 and now I'm at like 378. I don't mm. know. Big sad. Mm. <sighs> 
But on the upside. Yeah, I'll let you do the positive ones. I'm kind of an <laughs> I'm the outgoing positive one, I guess. Hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> like how did i end up with this, this one like this is more like therapy we're like dude be, say something nice about oh, people. Do this one. <laughs> you don't have to hate on everybody i don't have the demon style. reaper on today we're good you can say nice things too now this is a good one i don't like to people suck <laughs> anyways Agreed. uh but on the upside talking about the tires we did have someone reach out um uh, his username's pretty hateful but uh, he says, I dot hate dot BMW. <laughs> you go, guy. You go. Anyways. Me too, uh, man. I'm not really a BMW guy. Yeah, I'm not either. But we appreciate your comment because he said, uh, your guy's bit about tires in that episode helped me, helped me a ton. I've got my first event coming up and tires has been a pain to figure out what to go with. Uh, and we responded saying, dude, awesome. Uh, take some vids and tag us. Always awesome to see someone new. Hope you're killing it. And that's literally what we're doing this for. Right. Yeah, that's, that's the, the whole, whole point. point is to like get the average Joe to like understand that like it's not it's not super complicated. Like it can't you can make it complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. You know? You yeah. can just get a rear wheel drive car and go have a good time and then decide after that what you want to do. You don't have to like, you know, do all that. Yeah, do all that. The drift community is small enough. The only thing we want to do is just make it grow. Yeah, well, that's in any way possible. That's the only thing holding back the growth of the drift community is just just more education. I agree. People just don't know about it yet. Yeah, that's like the common, the most common question that I get from from anybody, like just random. What is drifting? Well, not even what is drifting is how do I get into this? Like, what do I have to do to get it? Like, I had at the at several of the. Uh, at least two of the pro am rounds, we had a lot, like a lot more spectators at Bristol Motor Speedway because there was also a drag event going on. Sure, sure. And people were kind of coming across like that were drag people that that didn't know, and like the 14, 15 year old kids were just like enamored by it, which I would, you know, I was that sure. kid. I totally get it. And they literally would just <clears throat> kind of like gawk at the cars, and and uh, several of them asked me like, "What do I have to do to get into this? I have a insert car here or whatever." And you know, it's just the same answer. If, if you're going to get into it seriously, it needs to not be your only car. You should probably... Yeah, uh, you yeah. Should, mm-hmm. You should not really try and drive your daily driver to the track. That doesn't go well for anybody. There are there are some cowboys. Yeah, there's you told a story that about that. that. Yeah, there's nothing uh, wrong the other with day. it. you got to do what you got to do, but you also... There's a lot to be said for the patience in waiting until you can, even if it's just the most basic of like a cheap tow rig kind of truck or whatever. Yeah, just that was my biggest car trailer, whatever you got to do. Like, what do you, what if you, if you were working on the most minimal budget possible, uh, 18, 20 year old budget, what would you, what would you do? Would you recommend that they like wait full, and save up or would you recommend to just go ahead and get into it? Go buy a F one fifty and an aluminum trailer for $3,500 and start going to the track. I think that's, that's kind of a, that's a loaded question. There's too many variables in that, but of course I, think, it is. I think the way that I would answer that best would be, um, first off, it would depend on your otherwise financial situation. What do, what does it look like for your living expenses and stuff right now? Do you do you pay rent somewhere? Do you own? Yeah, a don't house, go whatever, broke. Right? Yeah, I know don't, that. You don't. You can't I know that. put yourself. Well, that's a, a lot of people don't know that though. A lot of people <laughs> do put themselves in in mm-hmm. neck deep in debt on in their credit card just to build their car on the front end and then can't even go drive it. I promise it happens in, in all forms of motorsport. I've seen it. It really does. And and like just people get bitten by the bug, so to speak, and then they're not there otherwise. I think the most important thing is to get yourself to at least you have some kind of facility, whether you rent it, you own it, whatever, some place to work on the car mm-hmm. that you don't have to 
constantly Go be to your asking buddies. Yeah. Okay, that's actually a good one because you asked me this the other day. So um, when it comes down to building your car, do you think it's more important to have a nice and neat like shop to build your car in or getting the car done with... I just the shop that you have, I guess. I just well, you just like if you say the shop that you have, as long as you have a shop, it doesn't matter what's in it. As See, long as Dawson, as long as stop the cap, bro. Well, I mean, you know, mine's just motivation. <laughs> well, there's like reasonable amounts. Any size space can be organized, and you do what you got with that space. If you have to store some things that maybe you don't use all the time elsewhere, mm-hmm. so be it. But as long as you can fit the car and the tools that you're working on it with in that space, you're good. Yeah. You can build the car. Cause so that's like, dude, that's I did it that way. I started in a thirty by ten storage unit, and I had my car in there. I had my uh, workbench with a fucking Harbor Freight, the smallest toolbox you could get, and I had as much tools as I could in there. And behind that, I had a little bit of storage for tires and just random parts, stuff like that. And I made it fucking work. I did it for a year and a half. Yep. And but you yeah. still had to have like those certain pieces of infrastructure. You had to have a truck to pull the trailer to mm-hmm. put like. There's all these things that have to be in place. So, you can rent a trailer though. You can rent a trailer, and I did that yeah. for a while. That's how I started out. I, Everybody I say, thinks. Oh, I too. would definitely I say a truck stuff. is more important than a trailer. Oh yeah, oh, way no, more. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you you then put yourself in a lot of different situations where, like, U-Haul trailers specifically are garbage. <laughs> they're not fun sometimes, especially if there's like if it rains. The, the only cool really thing about them is the fender falls down. That is nice, um, but they can be on certain like weekends and stuff. They can be hard to get. So if you mm-hmm. don't plan on the plan your weekend right, you can simply you can have everything else ready to go and then not have a trailer. It almost happened to yeah. me a few times. It actually, did happen to me one time. But because I, I did start, I, I bought a truck and I had just bought a house and I had a small shop and everything to do this all in. And but I just didn't have a trailer and that wasn't a realistic thing to have the car built and to do the trailer and stuff at that time mm-hmm. like i was still sort of like i had just bought a house and i had just bought the drift chassis i can't just i don't just have <laughs> infinite money to just go buy those things and i'm not trying to take out loans to do all this stuff that's, yeah. that's where people go wrong but um i was lucky in that aspect because I, I i got a truck for cheap it was a almost three hundred thousand miles silverado yeah. but i knew either new people that had a trailer or then there was a dude in murfreesboro that had three of them that he had a business literally just renting trailers campers out and all open so i always had access yeah they were yeah, open yeah, trailer yeah yeah, yeah ben lent no, me open his ben, actually ben, um, ben still lends me yes yeah. david crutcher you remember yeah, open oh, trailer yeah, yeah, yeah oh duh you just said it yeah sorry <laughs> Yeah. Long day. Whatever. That's okay. Well, I, I just, yeah, I started out with, I, I went and picked up my drift car with a U-Haul rental trailer, and I did that mm-hmm. for the first little while, and my goodness, it changes your life if you can own an enclosed trailer. That's like, oh, that's the next oof. step. That is a key, beautiful point. Really? Towing with one's not a little bit more annoying? Because don't you need a diesel and well, shit, you, don't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I towed my enclosed with my gas truck and just didn't really do it well, but yeah. but. Assuming you had a diesel truck, like just to be able to put stuff inside and not get rained on and not like uh, park overnight yeah. somewhere and you can lock it up and hopefully your tools won't walk away. It's just a lot more, a lot more mm-hmm. usable. Yeah, if you don't, if you have an open trailer, it's nice to have at least a camper top. Yeah. So yeah. you can close. You're going to have some place up. to put things out of the weather, electrical yeah. power. That's one thing that I was always worried about yeah. traveling for drift events, keeping my truck and trailer at a hotel. I don't have anywhere to just lock shit up. I kept my tools inside the truck. But like my spares, all that stuff, it's just oh. out in the open. I would put locks on the Maybe actual fucking ratchets. I need a bigger one. Yeah, <laughs> there really we go. Do. I don't have room. I for need like a diesel truck. Spares and stuff like I should. But yeah. the Tesla thing, yeah, like perfect. I mean, we can. Fuck it. Well, he watches it. You actually watch the podcast, right? Yeah. 
Okay, so Thanks, in the bud. part when I said the part when we were talking about his name is Nathan. Oh no, I'm gonna butcher it now. I had it down earlier, <laughs> but it's like I know who you're talking about. You know who yeah, I'm talking about? Have to try. Okay, yeah. okay. It starts with a P. Yeah. He used to work for Tesla. He used to yeah. get one for thirty grand, and he asked me as like a you know like a hypothetical, if you could buy a Tesla for thirty thousand dollars, would you? No. I wouldn't either. No, because there's one sitting out right there. That, I know he showed up in Tesla. <laughs> it's my wife's. I don't claim it. I don't like it. It's I really, just like weird. It, it's good for like a commuter car just to get from A to B or whatever. But hers is like the performance model, and it has like you throw it into a corner. There's no confidence because it is heavy. Like you're yeah. talking about, like, yeah. It is, yeah, it's heavy, and it's it makes decisions for you based on what it thinks is going on with its cameras mm-hmm. and its Elon Musk brain. I just don't like it. I think that's a good connection too, because majority of like people we're talking to, they go off of the field. So when you're in a manual car, you obviously are paying a little bit more attention to what you're doing and the feeling of the car. So from our standpoint in the community, the electric shit just does not work. Yeah, no, you have no control over the car until we figure out how to like do a good transmission on one, you know, where you can still shift gears with electric motors. That's being done yeah, now. Yeah, that would be That's, cool. No, that is being done now. And that, well, it's gonna, we're going to have to go with whatever happens. You know, if that's mm-hmm. what's being made, then that's Speak what's going to be made. Speak for yourself. Ain't no yeah, way. I mean, but there's a level of realism to it. You know, if, if formula drift is required to go to electrical powered stuff to in, in order to remain because mm-hmm. the EPA says, well, I'm going to drive one of those cars because I'm still going to want to drive one. I'm not going to be like, like there's no point yeah. to that. I'm not going to get that changed by me doing that. There's I feel like no, that would be too much of a I feel like if you raise enough hell, you can get it changed. Well, sure. Maybe in the long term, but I'm not going to not drive until it gets changed. I'm going to figure like <laughs> that's not, mm-hmm. that's just not how I'm going to approach that. Right. Um, I ha- I'm not a fan of the Tesla. It doesn't have a driving feel, but for somebody that's mm. wanting to buy a Tesla, they're probably not for that. They're looking. They're they're doing it because they think, even though it doesn't. They think doing that it for it's the good hype for the environment. It. It's not. Yeah, it's horrible they, for the environment. Think, it's fucking hype. Well, and they think that it's gonna be like this great, <clears throat> wonderful. Like the build quality is horrible. The quality <clears throat> control. There's like pieces of paper and plastic. And stuff well, it's like build like a truck to on do the body inside, right? Well, Isn't it? Yeah. Built? It's like really open, right? It's really open and just like plastic basic. And stuff. It is just basic, it's, but it's like it's like the futuristic, minimalist technology stuff, whatever. But that's the point. Like, that's what kind of makes it bad. That screen is what everything controlled off of, and if it goes funky, then it goes funky. Or like if they send out a bad update. We were in South Carolina one time, and our phones are the keys, and it didn't take the phone key anymore. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! No, I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. If she didn't have her little like Tesla, looks like a hotel room. Key. Yeah, yeah. It's, Wait a minute, it's stuck a car. in South Carolina. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> the dumbest thing. But I mean, she likes it so, but she doesn't want it to be a performance car. She likes it because it goes wee in a straight line. Like it's pretty quick in a straight line. But that's it. Well, These you heard it here first, folks. Don't buy a fucking Tesla. Nah, wouldn't do it. Okay, so I'm gonna have my last piece, and then you can do this. All right. <laughs> so instead of spending thirty thousand dollars. On a Tesla, if you have the hookup from Brennan Daniels' friend, whose name is Nathan, but we can't pronounce his last name properly. <laughs> I think it's Poemosia. Poemosia. You can buy a Canon. I yeah, found no, I saw one. that. On, yeah, yeah. No, you can actually get Canons for less than that, and I know where you can. That, get but that means you can buy more oh. of them. Oh yeah. So we know. got the hookup on Canons. Got it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that with thirty grand. Bring you it, know, Russia. Like, <laughs> like there's a lot. Yeah. I if I already had all the cars and stuff that I wanted, I had thirty grand to buy an airplane. That's probably what also I would yeah. buy. I would also buy that. Yeah, I have a game on my phone called Simple Planes, and I've been I playing it for like eight simulator. years. 
Yeah, well, I have uh, I have DCS on oh, yeah, the yeah. joystick at the house. Yeah, no, it made me sick. Like if if they were they're not thirty grand, but like a Kit Fox. Oh man, like one of the little like you know little, mm-hmm. little planes that you can like put the rubber big huge rubber wheels on and go land on top of a mountain in Alaska. Like a like a That's bush it. plane. Yeah, but like they have the shortest takeoff and landing. Oh, I've like seen just, them. Oh man, it's so cool. Oh, yeah, they're not like cool. any like long distance like endurance plane or anything. You just go yeah. fly around. But that'd be awesome though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fucking sweet. I'll do that. Yeah. All right, yeah. rack them up. Well, I guess that's it for this one. Um, so if you enjoyed this, got anything out of it, let us know in the comments and uh, go ahead and smash the subscribe button, hit the like button. Um, Instagram, TikTok, go ahead and follow us there. Where can they find you at? You can go follow me on Instagram at Cloud Motorsports. Um, that's about the only place that I'm super, super active these days. Um, I am going to be rebranding my YouTube channel to more fit me as a driver instead of me as like a content creator. So just go follow my Instagram to pay attention to that. Uh, that'll be more coming in the future. Uh, but yeah, at Cloud Motorsports on Instagram. I'm actually um, I'm very active as far as responding to comments and messages and stuff. So if you got any questions about drifting as a whole or uh, my car, or my driving, any anything about getting into pro am, by all means, reach out. We're more than happy to help. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, cool. don't forget to hit that bell so you don't miss the next episode. Um, and we actually have a really special guest coming in the near future. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you mean soon. that wasn't special. No. I'm He's sorry. Special. He's way more special than you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but yes. He's, um, he's mad about your roast. Who's mad about... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fair. No, that's fair. I'd be mad, too. <laughs> no, it was a good roast. It was a good roast. No, that I was good. It. That was good. I enjoyed it. But... <laughs> I'll score it. All right. Appreciate it. See you guys in the next one. See you. Fuck Perfect. yeah, dude. That was good. That was good. I enjoyed that. That's an annoying problem. It-